I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I gotta ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to mark. Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. Hey, what's up? First of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way if we can learn how to agree to disagree and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching and you scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. Can we just talk? Just talk, talk about where Before we get lost, me Dissipating it as well, and it's happened. The U.S. reached its debt limit yesterday, and a cap on borrowing that, if breached, it could send the U.S. and global markets into a tailspin. So what does that mean for you? From jobs to 401ks, as well as the price of a loan, the potential impact may be far-reaching. KPRC2's Lisa Hernandez spoke with a financial expert. I'm talking about loans, credit card loans. I'm talking about automotive loans. But here's the big one, though. Housing and mortgage, the interest rate goes up. Financial broker Dr. Ralph Steele says if the debt ceiling isn't raised, it could make for tough financial times for already cash-strapped Americans. Homebuyers would likely see mortgage rates jump if the U.S. defaults. New 30-year mortgages could cost an additional $130,000. Now you have less money, not just for your, you know what I mean, because you're paying more for your mortgage, but you have less money for vacation, less money for your children, less money uh, 
for everyday living, for your lifestyle. In other words, it impacts what we call the quality of life. And that's that's a hard thing when you're looking at the debt ceiling. And what you pay for a new mortgage isn't the only impact. A default could result in the loss of roughly 3 million American jobs. 401k accounts could lose up to $20,000. Borrowing across the board would become harder. Prices for everyday items would go up. And the U.S. national debt could increase by $850 billion. Republican lawmakers have demanded that lifting the borrowing cap be tied to spending restrictions. But the White House says it won't offer concessions or negotiate on the debt ceiling. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said this week that without any compromise, the U.S. could run out of options to pay its bills by June. Good news for some. Horrible news for others. But these kingdoms are crumbling. And I'm here for it. Let's get it. Because we can go ahead and start it off like this, you know. California shooting 10 people killed at a club. Well, they was in there having a good old time. Somebody shot that bitch up. See, I just saw this, but this happened a couple weeks ago. So I feel like I should share it with y'all. That's what a zombie does. Some people about to croak. You know, and then you got a protest down in Atlanta going crazy. You know, they said they caught a group of Antifa with some explosives. They're not saying what kind it was. That could be fireworks or whatever. But, you know, they throwing Mazatons at cop cars and busting out windows with bricks. Some people about to croak. I figured I'd show this sign because it's pretty interesting, you know. It's pretty true. They can't kill all of us. But they can fuck a lot of us up. A whole lot. So people about the crew. That was going on in Atlanta. Crazy. But look at the numbers. Striking French workers lead a million people in protests over raised retirement age. A million people. That's crazy. That's crazy. Right, so back with the Russia Ukraine drama. So last week we was talking about how the Russians made an offensive and went through Solidar and pretty much stomped it out. You know, and after that came out, you know, a bunch of countries came to the aid of Ukraine saying they gonna send a hell of a weapons package. With that being said, NATO came out and said NATO is directly involved with Ukraine conflict. This should be interesting. So people by the crew, the beginning of the end of the Ukrainian government, the Ukrainian minister who wished death on Putin, his helicopter done fell out the air. She ended up went to a kindergarten. Killed a bunch of kids with them. You know, with Russia coming out saying they no longer just fighting Ukraine, they also fighting NATO. They taking all precautionary measures, anti-aircraft systems in every corner of Moscow. They putting them on buildings, homes, in the middle of the woods, in the street. They they getting ready for something, y'all. So people about the crew. Top Russian official threats West with global catastrophe over weapons to Ukraine. Now I like to know. Why the hell we ain't get to vote if we gonna help another country? Like, shouldn't they have been like all in favor of helping Ukraine say I? Cause I'm like, hell no. I, I don't want got shit to do with this. I ain't never met one Ukrainian in my damn life. The hell, I'm gonna get my ass blown up for, that's some bullshit. But all jokes aside, Ukrainian needs help from every country they can. Cause them Russians coming, they applying heavy pressure. The Ukrainians are retreating from a lot of positions right now. This video right here is a commander, you know, finding some of his troops that abandoned the post and start beating the dog shit out of them. You got Medvedev talking about nuclear forces don't lose conflicts. That's facts. So people like the court, and we back with another. Listen up, truth seekers. Don't believe America's finished and it's about to collapse. Watch this. People are talking about inflation. I think we're in depression right now. 
and we're going to be a biggest depression in world history because you can't, the Fed can't not keep printing money and hope it stays afloat because the shadow banking system, or called the euro dollar system, is a thousand times bigger than the Fed. So we're going down either way, whatever's going to happen. I hope I'm wrong. We're going to go bankrupt. There'll probably be a new conference like the Louvre Accord or the Smithsonian Accord, and they're going to rewrite the rules of the game again. They're going to say, okay, the US dollar, you're toast, you know, and IMF's going to jump in, Japan's, China's going to jump in. But meanwhile, you and I, if you're holding dollars, you might be in serious, serious trouble. The dominoes are falling. This is retirement fund giant CalPERS. I think it's the biggest pension fund in America is going broke. Now, that means firefighters, school teachers, public servants, they're all toast. They're all like my poor dad. They're going to find out the government screwed them. They trusted their pension would be there, and it's going to go bust. The biggest bust in the history of the world is coming up. It's pensions. It's a big, big market because they're into everything. They're into all the buildings and reeds and uh, bonds and all this stuff. Pensions are everywhere. So this is the most important program. If you are a baby boomer or if you have parents who are baby boomers, watch this program. My concern is it is the end of the American empire. And very simply is, is because our Federal Reserve Bank, our Treasury, and our government has messed up the U.S. dollar so much that they have to find a way to keep people happy. And so they want to just, quote unquote, print money, which they are doing. So just remember this, that money comes from production. And when we pay people not to produce, we just pay them not to revolt. We begin our report with the recognition that we are in extraordinary times. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has initiated extraordinary measures in order to keep the United States from defaulting on its obligations now that the country has officially hit the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling. That's the limit Congress puts on how much money the government can borrow to make its payments. The Treasury Department has already started taking steps to delay a default. Right now, that means not investing in some federal retirement funds, but placing IOUs in those accounts that will be paid off later when the situation is resolved. Down the line, around June, the Treasury Secretary estimates, it could mean delaying Social Security checks, delaying tax refunds, furloughing government employees, and even closing national parks and museums. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell spoke about the word, the work that will need to get done to keep calamity at bay. I think the important thing to remember is that America must never default on its debt. It never has and never will but we'll end up in some kind of negotiation with the administration. I think what, what the Secretary of the Treasury said today, she's beginning to use what they call extraordinary measures. I, I think this will have to be dealt with sometime in the first half of 2023. CBS News' Scott Farland has more from Capitol Hill. Humphrey Rutherford is enjoying retirement, but worried that if the country can't pay its bills, his Social Security is at risk. It's at some point, it's still going to affect me. It may not affect me right away, but it's still going to affect me. If there's no deal to raise the amount of money the government can borrow by June, it risks a market plunge, mass layoffs, and a spike in interest rates. The current $31.4 trillion debt is more than the economies of China, Japan, Germany, and the UK combined and equals more than $200,000 for every U.S. taxpayer. 
Pennsylvania, Republican Scott Perry said the country has overspent. He helped delay Kevin McCarthy's election as speaker a few weeks ago and wants spending cuts before raising the limit. The American people are sick of it. They want some responsibility used when it comes to spending their hard-earned money. And, uh, and, and we're going to get after that. That's our pledge. But the White House says it's too dangerous to negotiate over the debt limit, and a standoff with Republicans could lead to an economic collapse, a major concern for hardware store manager Bill Hart. Just last week, I purchased for Halloween and Christmas, so in this business, you have to plan a way out, especially when you're getting things shipped over from overseas. The Treasury Department says tonight it'll halt some payments to some federal retiree programs to help by Congress four months to raise the debt limit. After that, there will be no more emergency measures to employ. Well, inflation is ticking up faster than most people suspected. The Labor Department releasing the latest consumer price index today, and it shows inflation was up 0.4% in September from the month prior. The cost of things like housing and food playing a big role in this jump, and it means the Fed will likely continue raising interest rates. All right, this now raising concerns that we can soon be dealing with what's known as stagflation. Stephanie Bertini has a refresher course on this latest economic term to suddenly enter the conversation. Things are expensive. The prices at the store are high. Inflation is up 8.2%. The statistic just released by the U.S. Department of Labor includes increases in shelter, food, and medical care. Also, car insurance is up. Furniture prices are up. Electricity is up. And the list continues. While many of you may be familiar with the term recession, economists and experts are actually zeroing in on a different term, stagflation. Stagflation is uh, a situation where everything goes wrong. Economics professor Veronica Dollar breaks it down. We have inflation, which we're experiencing right now, and we also have a sluggish economy. And the last time the nation faced stagflation, soaring prices, and a slow economy was a decade ago, coinciding with the oil crisis. The first uh, big uh, events of stagflation happened in the United States back in the 70s. So I think it was like 73, 74, that was like the first big shock, and then 79 and 1980s. Carl Gould has expertise in finance, business management, and strategy. He's the president of a private firm called Seven Stage Advisors. He shares the recipe for stagflation. Three factors are rising prices, rising interest rates, lower employment. Right now, unemployment stands at 3.5%, according to the Department of Labor. Not great, according to experts. But the economy is still growing. In other words, people are still spending money, even though their money doesn't go as far because of inflation. But here's a warning. Getting back to that term recession. We are uh, we are likely going to face a recession in the next nine months. Unlike stagflation, a recession is when spending is severely low, says Gould. When prices are as high as they are now, people will stop making purchases. The Fed's been operating its monetary policy while looking in the rearview mirror because they keep creating inflation, right? Printing money, quantitative easing, whatever you want to call it. And they keep printing more and more money and they look at the CPI and as long as it's below 2% or some version of it, they think it's okay to keep printing money. Meanwhile, they're ignoring the road ahead. The problem is they're going to raise rates enough to crush the economy, but not enough to slow inflation. And in fact, as inflation gets worse, that's going to be another drag on the economy. And so what you've got to do, what I'm trying to tell you, 
is you got to get out of all of the bubble assets that were propped up by all the cheap money. Because even though money is cheap, it may be slightly less cheap for a while, and that's enough to collapse the bubble. But you can't just go to cash because inflation is very high and it's eroding away the value of your cash. There's no safety there. You can't buy bonds. Bonds are even worse than cash because it's cash in the future. But in the meanwhile, you're tying your cash up and inflation is eating it up. I think the balls were already in motion because, you know, we had this big increase in consumer prices and prices were up 7%, maybe a little bit more. That would be the highest rate, I think, since 1982-ish. But, you know, if we still measured prices the way we measured them in 1982, we would have, uh, you know, reported about a 15% increase in consumer prices, which would make it worse than any individual year during the 1970s or 1980. So this was a horrible year of inflation. And I think this is, you know, really the beginning of the end because now the Fed can no longer justify 0% interest rates and quantitative easing. It needs to raise interest rates and it's now talking about raising interest rates and it may in fact raise them, we'll see. It may not just talk, it may actually do it. But the problem is even the rate hikes they're talking about are too small and too late to make a difference because the Fed is talking about raising interest rates well, we got 7% inflation. You can't raise rates 1% or 2%. Rates need to be higher than the rate of inflation if you want to slow the rate of inflation. So interest rates need to go, I don't know, 10%. But of course, we can't even get near 10%. We can't even get to 5%. We have so much debt because of all the past money printing and all the stimulus of the Fed. They have created a situation where it's impossible to fight inflation. And so they won't do it. And that's going to be the seeds of the next crisis, because as the Fed is tightening up on its monetary policy to make it less loose, right? We're not going to have tight money. We're just going to have money that's less loose than it was before. The problem is less loose is not enough to sustain the asset bubbles, you know, in a lot of these financial assets. So we get a crash, but it's not tight enough to actually bend the inflation curve. And so inflation is going to keep getting worse even as the Fed is hiking rates supposedly to fight it, that's gonna to lead to stagflation. That's ultimately gonna cause the Fed to reverse course and start easing again, even though inflation will be worse than when it started its tightening campaign. The Fed's been operating. That they think is the same is not the same anymore. You know, everybody's for free choice. Whether we're liberal or whether we're conservative, we've all got that streak in us. But the fact is, you cannot have free choice unless you have an informed choice. And you can't have an informed choice if they're lying about what's on the label. What about Pam cooking spray? Everybody knows what Pam is. It's some kind of little healthy oil with compressed air that you spray it and it gets on your pan. It's not compressed air. That, you know, and they don't tell you, but it's butane and propane. People don't understand that they are spraying lighter fluid on their children's hotcakes and it's and it's fabulously successful but we're gonna sue their pants off had it not been for omicron now, of course w even w, even who are good mates with china <laughs> to put it mildly um 
they were whinging about the lack of data, so there's been this meeting with Dr. Tedros and China's National Health Commission. And they do they, they do say this: um, the overall epidemiological uh, the overall epidemiology reflects a rapid and intense wave of disease caused by known subvariants of Omicron. And that these are the subvariants, and we'll look at the uh, influence of that. In fact, we'll mention that now. Arriving soon, um, we know that. So these are basically Omicron BA fives and derivatives. The one that's called a BF seven is actually a BA five derivative as well. Uh, we know that XBB one dot one point one point five is more infectious, so that will come. People will become reinfected to some extent. CH11 also. So China are going to get these uh, as well soon um, because although this will provide a lot of uh, immunity, um, there is a lot of reinfections with these in Western countries, so they will be arriving in China. That will cause minimal disease, of course, in the vast majority of people. And back, back to China, um, higher impact in those with older and underlying conditions, of course, confirmed by the, well, agreed with the WHO and the Chinese authority, as we've seen in other countries. Now, big question here, will China become uh, endemic? Now, um, it's endemic in the UK. Let's look at the ZOE data. Uh, one in 26 people currently infected in the UK. Uh, last week, uh, the Office for National Statistics, ONS prevalence, one in 25. So it's about 4% of people infected at any one time. This is really quite a big, uh, quite quite a big thing. But thankfully, not many getting very sick with it. Quick look at some data there. This is the latest data from the uh, the health study, and we do see that the uh, the cases are currently going down. These are these are probably caused by various uh, variants that have come along, such as the uh, XBB 1.5. Uh, confirmed by the Office for National Statistics, quite a dramatic jump. Starting to drift off down now, but of course the ZOE data is more up to date. Um, this is the number of people. Uh, the, so the orange is people with uh, non-COVID respiratory illnesses. So this is non-COVID colds. This is COVID colds. And we see both are going down at the moment in the UK. And this is the hospitalizations. Intensive cares remain very low and hospitalizations are actually starting to go down a bit. And even for these hospitalizations, we know that the majority now uh, are inc incidental findings. Now, is it going to become endemic in China is interesting. Now, just before I answer that question, I'm going to just look at the situation in Uganda where there's no COVID and no Ebola. So a quick report from um, from Wafafa here in, in Uganda. Um, if we can get that, we can get that on. There we go. The treatment center for COVID-19 in the whole region, and I found uh, when the treatment centers were closed some months ago. Actually, places that were used for treating and uh, receiving COVID-19 patients on casualty department had been converted into places to be used as triage centers uh, for Ebola virus patients. Uh, but I went there and I was able to check. The beds were empty and I've gotten that video for you. So let's go into it. The tents that you're seeing are the ones that were used in the treatment and testing of COVID-19 
patients. They are located outside the emergency department of the largest hospital where I happen to be working. Now, uh, when COVID-19 reduced and we were no longer receiving cases, remember we had Ebola. So this place was empty and closed. So we had to convert it into the treatment and triage center uh, for Ebola patients. And as I talk, inside is now empty because we no longer have the Ebola virus cases in last recorded in on 2nd of December uh, that we have not yet received the case and up to now we don't have. So right now it is not used for Ebola and it's not used for COVID-19. As you've seen, we... So that's actually really good news, isn't it? Um, they built they built these reception centres in, in this regional hospital in Uganda for COVID. Uh, there was no one with COVID there, so they adapted it for Ebola. And now there's no one with COVID or no one with Ebola who needs treated in those centres. So that's really good news. So essentially in, in Africa, um, we can say that there's no, or at least in Uganda and from other parts of Africa, as far as we know, there doesn't seem to be any symptomatic COVID around. Now, is it there circulating is an interesting question or not. Now, it's, we know it's circulating in the UK doesn't appear to be circulating in Uganda, although we don't have the testing, but we're certainly not seeing the symptomatic cases in Uganda and other parts of Africa, indicating the level of endemicity in Africa is low. So what is the difference? We seem to have low levels of endemicity in Africa, high levels of endemicity in the UK and the United States. Well, I think that vaccination is probably quite a big factor. So it looks to me like a vaccination, the ongoing COVID vaccination programme, which we have in the UK and the States, and we certainly do not have, certainly do not have in Uganda is a factor. So there's mutations going on all the time. So if someone's been recently vaccinated, they'll have a level of resistance. So um, the mutants that arise, if, if there's a mutant that arises that's able to escape the immunity generated by the vaccine, that is the mutant that will replicate and then spread on. So um, it looks like a lot of the uh, variants and the ongoing endemicity in the Western countries is probably as a result of uh, vaccine, vaccine-induced immunity, generate, uh, acting as an evolutionary driver. And we're not hearing anything on the government from this at the moment, so I look forward to hearing about that. That would be interesting. So what, what that would mean is if they, if, they have on, if they decide for ongoing vaccination in China, they may have a level of endemicity. If they decide against that in China, hopefully they'll go the way of Uganda, which would um, always good to go uh, to low levels of endemicity because we've got plenty of other diseases to worry about. So um, interesting what will happen in China. Will they become endemic? Don't know yet. Depends on what they choose to do with vaccines primarily, as long as they're not messing around with other things in laboratories which way is that going to go we will watch with interest and of course the Chinese have not and are still not using mRNA vaccines the vaccine that they used in China was an attenuated basically a mushed up dead virus so they have not gone down the mRNA vaccine route and quite why that is we don't know is it that they have uh, it's a, it's a national pride thing that they don't want to use foreign vaccines or do they know something that's not readily uh, known?
Security is totally funded by the payroll tax levied on employer and employee. That's 70% of what we spend every year. The subject we were just discussing, the funding of the government, is about 30% of what we spend. If you reduce the outgo of Social Security, that money would not go into the general fund to reduce a deficit. It would go into the Social Security Trust Fund. So Social Security has nothing to do with balancing a budget or erasing or lowering the deficit. freedoms that we hold dear 
are anathema to the, the World Economic Forum, that, that you cannot have both. You cannot have inherent rights and human freedoms and the WEF, if it accomplishes its goals, they, they will not mix. That's the point. They don't want those to exist anymore. And freedom of speech and all these great freedoms are a threat to their attempts at control. And of course, any opposing ideas, the idea of freedom of press and more channels leads to more information, leads to more questions. And they have to label that as misinformation because they view that as dangerous and undermining their, their goals. Well, look at what they viewed as conspiracy theories last year about COVID, about the vaccine, about the mRNA shots, about the boosters, about masks, about social distancing, about China. I mean, all of that was labeled a conspiracy theory. And now suddenly the CDC is saying, whoa, 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 the boosters might, there might be some problems here. So it's t today's conspiracy theories are tomorrow's uh, truths when it comes to the left. They are, and there's something I tell my kids all the time, question everything because it is in questioning everything that you'll actually get to the truth. And I think that's in incumbent upon us in this day and age, Laura, that we really should be questioning everything because I really doubt the motives, the purity of the motives of a lot of these people that are making these claims and pushing these things. And again, the whole goal is to keep us in a perpetual state of fear and hope they can manipulate us into getting what they want. And so we have to question them because I do not trust them. I love the picture of the lineup of the Falcon 900s, the G5s, the Global Expresses, all the private planes Such lined up at Davos. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Ned, great to see you tonight. Thank you. Um, um, Poland, before we get to the battlefield, Poland. So what we are hearing now is Poland is going to, they're going to go from 150,000 um, uh, 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 army to 300,000 man, woman, whatever army. Um, a couple of things to throw at you real quick. And you know this, when you say you got 300,000 people in your army or 150, that doesn't mean you got 150,000 people that can pick up a rifle and charge at the enemy. You got all this support stuff and supply stuff and all that you got 150,000 people you might have half that depending on you know and in some of these modern you know technocratic stuff you might have 25 percent of it but the question is what's that all about is the u.s uh, machine ready to say look we're running out of ukrainians and the russian meat grinder time to throw some holes in what's all that about scott ritter well i think basically there's there's a there's a couple of things going on. One, uh, the United States um, isn't going to secure the eastern flank of NATO um, by itself. I, I think the United States has made it clear that um, while it's willing to forward deploy a core-sized headquarters, they're willing to permanently station a brigade or two, uh, maybe another brigade's worth of equipment in Poland. Um, you know, the United States isn't going to deploy 200,000 troops to uh, to be solely responsible for security of uh, NATO's eastern flank. Uh, that Poland will have to step up, and I think part of this is Poland saying, "Okay, we're stepping up. We're creating a new armored division, maybe a, another one, etc." Um, so I, I think that this you know this is part and parcel of what's going on. Um, I also think that Poland um, look there. You know, politicians, and we know this, when their lips are moving, they're lying. Um, and Polish politicians' lips are moving an awful lot lately about Ukraine. Uh, and they're in the business of trying to, you know, basically they're used car salesmen trying to sell a lemon as if it's a brand new Lamborghini. Um, 
you know, they're, they're, the, the fact is they know that Ukraine is a limit. They know the engine won't start, won't turn over. They know all the, because they, they're intimately familiar with it. Um, and there is a concern now on the part of the Poles that, you know, NATO having created this proxy conflict and, you know, and using Ukraine um, as an expendable resource. I mean, I mean, the, the Ukrainian, I always laugh, you know, I, I was put on that uh, Center for Countering Disinformation uh, blacklist uh, called mm-hmm. a Russian propagandist and a, uh, you know, uh, information terrorist and things like that. Uh, and when they initially listed my three major offenses, the, the one, the number one offense was that I dared say that the Ukrainian-Russian conflict is a NATO proxy conflict with Russia. He said, my God, he called it a proxy conflict. Hey, uh, you know, the Ukrainian Minister of Defense just came out last week and said, yeah, it's a proxy war between NATO and Russia, and we're the, we're the proxy. We're the ones that are dying. Therefore, you must give us equipment. So I'm looking forward to his name being put on next to mine on this list, because we're all doing the same thing. I um, already asked you this. I think that part of the strategy here, maybe I'm wrong, um, the, 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 that that really powerful hammer that continues to be growing in Belarus. Part of that is a deterrent. You know, everybody said maybe it's a deterrent to NATO, but I think it also is a reminder to Poland. If you decide you're going to go into Eastern Ukraine, you know, Lincoln, Lukashenko says, "I can't have these. I can't have your troops on my border like this." If you decide to go into Ukraine, uh, Western Ukraine, you are taking a chance of getting your army destroyed. You know, not just getting punched in the face. If you go in there, that's a that's a hell of a risk, and your guys, none of them might not come out. I think that's part of the Belarus thing, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's not taking a chance, and it's not none of them might come out. It's any pole who enters Ukraine under the pretext of taking Ukraine is going to die or become a prisoner. End of story. Um, and, and, and here's the other thing. Unlike Russia, which is seeking a professional force, uh, I think the Poles are seeking to expand their army through conscription. Um, and I'll just tell you right off the bat, a conscription army will never stand toe-to-toe with a regular army. This isn't going to happen. Conscript can't learn the complexities of modern warfare um, in, the, in the limited time. I don't know. Two-year conscription, one-year conscription. I don't. I have to go and familiarize myself with Polish conscription law. But... Um, you know, the, 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 the fact is, you know, these, these, these guys aren't professional. Conscript soldiers are not professional soldiers, and they don't know how to fight. It takes, I, I've discussed it with other people before, I, I, I take your basic Marine recruit, fit young man, put him through 13 weeks of basic training. That just basically allows him to cut his hair short, wear the uniform and say, I'm a Marine. But you're not a combat Marine yet. Now you have to go to your advanced individual training on your MOS. But even then, when you finish with that, that just means you have the basic skill set necessary to function at the most rudimentary level. Now I take you and I uh, send you to a unit. But it's not a unit of conscripts. That's the problem. See, a conscript force, when you fall in, is a unit of conscripts. Nobody knows what we're doing. I'm sending you to a seasoned Marine Corps battalion that's just coming off of a six-month deployment overseas doing real-world stuff most likely combat related. Um, and the vast majority of those Marines are gonna stay in that unit for the next tour. So you're falling in and I'm gonna assign you to a fire team where you're the rookie, everybody else is experienced, part of a squad where everybody's experienced, part of a platoon, everybody's experienced. There might be some rotation, but generally speaking, that battalion 
is a cohesive unit. So it's not going to fail because a new Marine uh, doesn't know how to do his job. They're going to teach that Marine. But the unit that's built of conscripts, a failure of one is a failure of all. They will all collapse. They will all fail. A conscript force cannot survive in a modern, large-scale combat situation like we see in Europe. And they show you the, how, how that's happening. Look at the territorial defense units of Ukraine. They are conscript units exclusively, and they are being slaughtered like lambs. Um, it, it's it's ugly. It's sad. It's tragic. But they, every single one of the prisoners are like, we don't know what we're doing. They gave us an AK-47. They gave us some grenades, some ammunition. They threw us on the front lines. We don't have. We don't know who's to our left, our right. We don't know who's commanding us. Some of them from the Russians. Damn, everybody's dead, and I'm surrendering. Um, you know, and that's the reality of it. Territorial defense units, you don't ever hear of them, you know, holding the position and advancing. You know, the territorial defense unit received the attack of the Wagner, uh, you know, forces, uh, repelled them, and is launching a cohesive counterattack to reclaim the territory. Conscripts don't do that. They just don't do it. They're not programmed to do this sort of thing. So, you know, what is Poland building? Professional military? bunch of conscripts who are little more than lambs who will be led to the slaughter that will be Western Ukraine if Poland seeks to. You live from an undisclosed location. and can't dream? Have you ever been tired and can't sleep? What would you do if you knew you were all three? I've been down and now when nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Rain falls down, you ain't got no choice but wet. Yeah, Cause it's a hard life, it's alright, gotta get back up somehow, don't count me out. Hard life, it's alright, gotta get back up somehow, don't count me out. Hard life, it's alright, nigga get back up, you gotta fight, boss T. Hey y'all, what's up? This is Faith. First of all, we want to thank the Most High for all he do for us, y'all, knowingly and unknowingly. Second of all, we want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the Most High bosom. Thank you, Yahweh, and thank you, Yahweh Shai, for all you do for us, knowingly and unknowingly. I want to thank all my interstate people for listening, y'all. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. I also want to thank all my out-of-state people for listening. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. Um, There's a lot of stuff going on in this world, fam. We got to kind of get get ourselves together. We got to get ourselves in a mindful state of mind, a mindful ability. You know, we looking at this, we looking at, we, we, we in blinders, man. We don't recognize that we're in blinders. And we can't even see. 
You know, the news, see, they got the, the football, the football, the football is catching everybody's attention, right? And all these other stuff is taking their attention. What is the attention on these people letting y'all know that the vaccine is, 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 is not real and people are taking these people to court and all this other stuff? The little smoke in the background is, is, is kindling. And as much as they're killing the kindling, they're trying to put a whole lot of people and stab a whole lot of people up. I don't understand. We need to start, we need to start being real with ourselves, man, and stop playing. And this go for everybody around this whole world, man. For real. It's not going to be good. That's why I say, the most of y'all that doing that wicked, you better stop. Most of y'all sitting up here playing them games, you better hawk. You know, these people are so wicked in all this stuff, and I can't believe this. The NFL and the NBA forced these players to take these vaccines, right? Forced them. And it's a law that you, if you listen to my podcast, it's a law that is against what they did. And it has a, a strong penalty to it. Because the, the government made an agreement with the NFL to get these guys vaccinated. And most of the guys vaccinated are people. Because that's who playing on these teams. Y'all ain't getting it, man. You know, I break things down to the serious thing. And, you know, just understand. I, I, my thing is using critical thinking. Because if you just using your own thoughts or what you just seeing, but you just, and not using another thought, your critical thinking is all over. You ain't got critical thinking. It's the yin and the yang and the positive and the negative. You know what I'm saying? The right and the wrong. The truth and the non-truth. Everybody just go on one scenario and run with that scenario. And then other people be like Fred Flintstone only call, um, you know, driving his car and then stop on break. And when somebody say, whoa, do a Fred Flintstone on y'all. Whoa. Then, you know, you know, you think these people crazy. And, and I'm so, you know, people need to start reading the prophecies of this book, man. Y'all got to start reading this prophecy of this book. Everything, everybody, everybody that was in the, the who had this book before this last of a prophecies getting ready for fear didn't believe about the chip and all this other stuff that this getting ready to manifest. The most I say he speak to you through the prophecies, y'all. 
the most I know how much wickedness is in this world. You don't because you just sitting at home making it. But the people who got all that time to be wicked, they going to be wicked. Because a man who got to pay bills all the time and and, and, and trying to trying to rise up, and every time he rise up, he fall down, he ain't got time for no wickedness. He probably got time to, he got some aggressiveness with him, but all this other stuff. Man, we got to realize this, fam. If we don't get it together, we don't, we don't, we don't put on our Fred Flintstone. We don't do that. It's gonna be a mess. You know, and we ain't trying to be serious about it. We're not trying to be mindful about it. We're not trying to do that. All we trying to do right now is go with the flow. And this is what the flow getting ready to go with. Everybody all right with it. Everybody don't want to say something. Then when somebody say something about it, then somebody got their own opinion. And it's always not the right one. When is all this gonna stop? Where's the where's the true righteous people? You know, the righteous people allow Obama to to to, to improper homosexuality in the world. Where was the righteous then? Where's the children of God then? Why is all this evil up in here in this world and nobody doing nothing about it? Everybody doing their own thing and then when some more wicked hitting us, then they want to be feeling a certain type of way. Need to take them veils on the side of your eyes and stop looking, seeing, watching. But we always playing games with ourselves because we ain't doing it but hurt ourselves. Because when we hurt ourselves, and, and it's, it's if a million of us and we hurting ourselves, then what is what's the outcome? Ain't nothing for a nation. And I see all these projectories that how they implying homosexuality, and the guy said all the homosexuality, uh, the, the 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 alphabetality is to, you know, make everybody a homosexual. Or be agreement, agree upon it like it ain't nothing. But where's the righteous people to let them know what the Bible says? When, when somebody wrong... And, and then, and then, this is how the manipulation is in the courtroom. You know, the court ain't nothing because when you go in the courtroom, somebody can dead know somebody didn't do nothing wrong, but you can, and then they still put them in jail. Look how many people are in jail now who's innocent. That some old damn, some somebody just said it and know they the person ain't really do it. You gonna get judged for that.
Especially if you know you know the person didn't do it and you didn't speak up and say nothing about it. You will be judged with him. Why? Well, if the Bible said, I'm, I, I'm your, I'm my brother's keeper because whatever your brother do, you see your brother do it and you don't, if he don't do what he's supposed to be doing, then you're supposed to do what you got to do righteous. Whatever it's supposed to be. But if not, you're going to mess around. If not, you're going to mess around and catch that judgment he got. But we want to play games with each other. We want to act like we know more than each other. We act like because we got a little knowledge, we on, a, we on this knowledge big boy trip. I understand that. We all can always disagree. The whole agreement should be all of us united to be close to the most high and doing what the most high is supposed to do. If they say, the Bible says all through the Bible says, do the 613 law statutes of commandment, let's do them and see what happens. You tried everything else. But you know, oh, they over with. Oh, I can't do all that. You do the you do the Caucasian law statute commandment. You don't want to do them, but you still do them. The only difference is he gonna bust you upside the head right then. The most I gonna bust you upside the head while you live. And when you dead. We gotta wake up, man. We gotta wake up to all this unnecessary noise. And put our true agenda down. We already know who we are as a nation. If you don't, catch the boat, catch the background, and catch up. Start a time, stop time, please stop playing, man. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand us, man. I don't understand us. You know, we need to stop acting like little girls. And little boys grown up. Grown up man acting like little girl and little boys. Little girls. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't understand that. America messed us up so bad that we still act got the mindset of children. And they regulating this and you don't see this. And when somebody bring it out to you, you all in your feelings. And everybody can say something on, on, on all these little outlets, TikTok, um, Facebook, and all these now. They sitting up here blocking everybody, everybody from telling everybody that those things, the COVID stuff was a lie and it need to be worked on. They blocked all them things and put that lie and projectory on it and this what you get. They should be accountable too. But nobody don't want to have, that's why I said we got all these lawyers that the most high put in place to be lawyers and they ain't doing a damn thing. All they want to do is get money. But after a while, that damn money is funky. And you're going to see. Better do it while you can. Who going to digital dollars? Who doing that? Who going to digital dollars? Who, who going to fall for the okie doke? It's a many y'all fall for because y'all fell for that corona shot. Oh, I look God. The 
most high in my heart. I believe in the Bible. Jesus said it is. If you read the scriptures, you would have really know. If you was in the scriptures, instead of up in here under pastor, pork chop, that's why I told y'all to stop going to them churches on Sunday. They're not treat, teaching you all what they told you. Jeremiah 23. About these pastors. They ain't telling you all this was going on in this world. When they saying this? When they talking like this to you in the church? Everything in here is Bible prophecy because we're the true children of God. Now it's time for us to it's time for us to get our, 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 our rulership back. And stuff got to happen. And you got to be prepared now. You think this cycle gonna keep on going on and go on and go on and go on and go on unless you keep on running to these people fantasy and then it's a loop. But half of y'all scared. Bible says if you have fear in your heart, you not, you ain't even, you ain't even worthy of being with the most high. You shouldn't even be fearful. That's a sin. Because if you're fearful, you don't trust the most high. If you don't trust the most high, you don't have faith. If you don't have faith, you don't believe he loves you. And he's gonna do it for you. But we want to run up on, on everybody else's ideology, but not the truth. All you got to do is start doing them commandments and start studying your Bible. You know, and, 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 and the Bible said that you're going to start you're going to start opening it up for you. You got to be taught and find you a good teacher who teach you in the right way and, and where to go. And you find it yourself. I had to, I listened and taught myself as well. I ain't had no teachers going to no school and I'm still learning. And I learned from you, you can learn from me, we can learn from each other. I don't care as long as it's the truth. I don't know everything. I want to know it, but I don't know it. So we got to be mindful, man. Stop, stop. In Baltimore, y'all stop killing each other. Brotherly love, brotherly love, brotherly love. Philadelphia, brotherly love. All over the world, we should be brotherly love, sisterly love. When I look at, you should, if you got a beef with your brother, you better squash it. You got an ill will with your sister, you better squash it. That's outside of the house and that's inside of the house. Because if you got problems, man, that might be a part of your judgment. And we sitting up here like, uh, uh, I'm going, tomorrow going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow going to be a regular day. Tomorrow going to be, and tomorrow keep on being on the Just like they said, like Noah was, was Noah's out there building that ark and he telling everybody this and that was a big old ark. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he telling it, and people doing their own thing. Oh, man, he tripping, man. He on that smack, man. Hit me. And then when that time hit, too late. That door closed. Because the door closed. 
Because if the door was open, I mean, the most I had, everybody said, okay, you can get in at the last minute. But the door closed. And once that door was sealed, bam. And all these people running after all these little policies, what, what America doing, because everything America, America got is policies, man. And these lawyers up here with the gimmick in the game because they got to go through a bar. And if they don't do so so much so much of their little what you call, they gon' they can't do their law thing. You know what I'm saying? It's all a game, man. It's all a racket. It's all a racket to keep us in, in this mind state right here. When when we as a people talking about we free, we love America, America is a great place. Where, where, where is the muscle? I'm talking about the righteous people. Where is the muscle? You let all these woody, yeah, you let all these churches, the Vatican Church, the uh, the uh, Jewish church, the Catholic church, and all these other denominations to destroy the way you're supposed to be seeing the scriptures. That's what they call white supremacy. The way you see the scripture now is called white supremacy, Christianity. That's the problem. Y'all see, y'all trying to see the scripture in a different way, but this this is this is Caucasian way of how they see the view of the Bible. Oh, what you talking about? What you talking about? You know, only because when you read the Bible, if you understand you what you read in the Bible, what they preaching is not what is is said in the Bible. And how would you know if you don't study? And how are you going to question me if you don't study? That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, and then, and then the whole, the whole concept of the Bible is for Israel is, is, is from, from our forefathers for the most high. Most high said he going to make him, he going to, he going to make him a nation and he made his nation through our forefathers. And in our nation, he gave us rules, regulations, and what to do. Those 613 law, statutes, commandments. All through the Old Testament, he marked heart, 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 on these, doing these commandments. All through them. If you knew that, you you would understand the Bible. Why in the heck he going to heart, 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 and put these people in captivity, to put these people in captivity for not doing it? All these times. Every time Israel didn't do what they supposed to do, they went into captivity. That's what they punishment. See, if you understood the Bible, then you would know this. The puzzle fit. And then the most I had a, 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 a conversation with Moses because he was getting ready to get rid of us at one time. The Mosai was so fed up with us, he was going to destroy us. And if he didn't do it that time, what makes you think? Because he had a conversation with Moses said, these people just hard here. I'm going to destroy them and make them out of you. And Moses said, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Then the, then the world, the world that seen you that brought these children out that, you know, be a mockery. He took them out of the, 
He took them out of Egypt, the, the Egypt, and then he just killed them all. Well, this time they're going to go into slavery, captivity, this time and this time. And then when you read the Bible, the Bible said you'll know when when it's the, the due time is coming is when the walls start tumbling down. And when the, and when and Israel, when the walls start turning down, he said, you run to the west, the west, the south, and run down. So many of us ran through Africa and all through the world. He scattered us. We were scattered all over the place. The Bible says scattered. They scattered all over the world. We scattered all over the world. Jamaica, Brazil, um, it was um the um Native Indians, the Latino, Mexicans. They was already probably up around this way anyway. But they came up here and they prophesied and when they came up here. They, when they came and got us and brought us here, then the Latino and the Native Indians were getting theirs too. That's when, when, when all the nations started. And that's when they start getting all of us conquering us and destroying us. Like I said, the, the Spanish got the, the Mexicans, the, the, the French got the, um, the, um, the Jamaicans, uh, the America got us, and the other and the other country, the European countries got the other ones. And then we're gonna realize this. We don't even know this and put this in the scriptures. And then the Bible starts talking to you about these last days, what these people are trying to do, because that's why you got to read the book of I think it's Luke. John, when the most I say, you got to come and save us from our enemies. I don't know if that Luke 71 or Luke 70, something like that. You say you're going to save us from our enemies. Who are our enemies? Who are our enemies? Do you think we got friends in America? Our nations of friends in America? They help the individual, but they don't help the nation. And the Bible tells you if you understood who your enemies are. I ain't got no enemy. I, because you ain't got the most high said you got. He got. If you understood what you was reading. But the, the flim flam is when they said Jesus Christ died on the cross and, and uh, took away all of the commandments. But he saved the ten. But so happened the 10 was in the 613 law statutes of commandment. See, all these, all, 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 the commandments that the Most High gave us had us living a, a better and a peaceful life. Those are the commandments. Not the commandments are how the Caucasian commandments are. These are the commandments of the Caucasian. How y'all living right now? How y'all feeling right now? These are not the commandments of the Most High that he gave us. To live right, how to eat right, how to love our children and our family right, how to deal with our brothers when we, when we have a misunderstanding. The holy days. Come on, man. We had our own culture, man. 
Now we've been oppressed and colonialism and white supremacy because we've been tricked. And how we've been tricked is when they were fighting for civil rights, they violate, they say, well, we don't want our own nation. We want to be a part of your nation. So we adopt to be uh, a, a, a dark-skinned man, a hue colored man, and a hue colored woman and, uh, being um, um, white, acting white. We already acting white. We always talking about, oh, you acting white. When you acting too white. Now we got to say, well, you acting too white. Because we acting white. We acting like Caucasian because we don't have our own nation to be our own self. How can you be your own self if you ain't in your own nation? And the Bible says that the uh, Esau, the Edomites, have a perpetual hate against Jacob. That's what the book of Obadiah said. Now you show me from time we got here to America to the time we here right now, is there perpetual hate? Is it? But we don't want to. We don't want to accept that because we so much stuck on that. You know, the big America is falling. It's tilting. And half of y'all still in there working. Don't even know. Y'all don't Y'all don't even know. Y'all upside down, getting ready to fall out the window. Y'all don't even know. That's how. That's how stuck in mind frame that y'all in the game with. As long as they keep they dedicated and they and they brainless and the people who running after that dollar that don't mean nothing no more. Let me see that dollar that don't mean nothing no more. They gonna they gonna let you play with it because the dollar just like the food stamp now. That's how they playing the dollar like the food stamp. But we don't want to hit that. We don't want to say that. We don't want to think that. We think everything gonna be alright. We think everything gonna be alright. Shop of shots and get another one. It just makes your child more likely to die. The British did the studies. The proof is in. And anyone who says otherwise is obfuscating. Absolutely. 8,200% or 82 times. So basically it's on its way to 100 times. So if you want your child to be 100 times more likely to die in the next six or seven months, you've got one simple thing to do. Drop down to your local shop of shots and get another one. It just makes your child more likely to die. The British did the studies. The proof is in. And anyone who says otherwise is obfuscating. 700,000 people in the study in Israel, just so you know, that showed that the double vax were 27 times more likely to get reinfected. So it's not the vaccine, even if we just talk about that, is not stopping infection. It's not stopping transmission. If you look at the studies, in England, in Scotland, in the northern countries in Europe where they get real data that they're actually the triple vaccinated are the most likely to die. So bottom line is that we, as we go forward, the natural immunity is long, broad, and durable. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but we have SARS-CoV-1 patients who 
still had immunity 18 years later. Let that sink in. 18 years later, we still had immunity from SARS-CoV-1 to SARS-CoV-2. This is long, broad, durable immunity. So what I want to say in closing is natural immunity should be considered legally to be at least equal to vaccinated immunity, and immunity is likely lifelong. Thank you. I'm your favorite registered nurse coming to you live from an undisclosed location. I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, not only am I a registered nurse for several decades, almost three, I'm also a certified federal medical investigator. I am bringing you today information about the swab, the swab that is used to test for the current claimed pandemic. Facebook took down my previous video, just happened to disappear, so I'm bringing you another one. I'm also going to transfer this video to my website, purplelionproject.com, as soon as I'm done so that it's not disappeared again. So the swabs that are used for testing, I have two of them here made by different manufacturers. The first one is made by Ninbo HLS Medical Pro Products, and it's made in China. On it, it says sterile slash EO. Keep that in mind because I'm going to give additional information what the EO stands for. Here's the other one. This one is made by Miraclean Technology and this is also made in China. It also says sterile slash EO. So these are two different swabs that are used deep into the nasal cavity, halfway up to your skull, uh, to test for the current pandemic. Don't want to say the name of it because I don't want to get banned again from Facebook. So what is EO? EO stands for ethylene oxide. So these swabs are saturated with, coated with EO, ethylene oxide. So what is ethylene oxide? Per the United States Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA classified ethylene oxide as a human carcinogen in December 2016. The EPA, as well as the International Agency for Research on Cancer and the National Toxicology Program, classifies ethylene oxide as a carcinogen to humans. Evidence in humans indicates that exposure to ethylene oxide by inhalation increases the risk of lymphoma cancers, myelomas, and leukemias, and for females, breast cancer. Ethylene oxide is mutagenic, which means it can change the DNA in your cells. Children may be more susceptible to the harmful effects of mutagenic substances. It also states here that uh, acute inhalation exposure of workers to high levels of ethylene oxide has resulted in nausea, vomiting, neurological disorders, bronchitis, pulmonary edema, and emphysema. 
Some evidence exists indicating that inhalation exposure to ethylene oxide can cause an increased rate of miscarriages in female workers. Reproductive effects have been noted in inhalation. Exposure studies include decreased testicular weights and sperm concentration and testicular degeneration. Ethylene oxide has been shown to cause lymphoid cancer and tumors of the brain, lung, connective tissue, uterus, breasts, in animals exposed to ethylene oxide by inhalation. So that's from the United States Environmental Protection Agency. This is from the Department of Health and Human Services on ethylene oxide. The DNA damaging activity of ethylene oxide explains its effectiveness effectiveness as a sterilant and this same property accounts for its carcinogenic risk to humans. This is from the Canadian version of OSHA. It's called the Canadian Center for Occupational Health and Safety. This is their information about ethylene oxide. It states it's very toxic, causes cancer, changes in your genetics and reproductive toxicity. It says it's very toxic, fatal if inhaled, may damage fertility, and causes a genetic defects. Also states that it's a carcinogen known to cause reduced fertility. So again, I just wanted to go over and, and let people know what is in the swab that's made in China. Uh, some state workers uh, where I live are having to have this test done daily before they enter their work site. I wonder what the long-term effects of this uh, swabbing is going to be. So again, here's your proof. These nasal swabs that are used to test for this quote, pandemic, are made in China, dipped in ethylene oxide, saturated with it. And this is what they're putting up deep into your nasal cavity, close to your brain. No, thank you. So again, this is Cassandra Dunn, registered nurse, certified federal medical investigator, coming to you with information about the swab. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm trying to make it. And I'm an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. I'm trying to make it. And I'm an island boy. I'm gonna keep it like an island boy. These streets keep calling. They don't want me to leave the life behind. Staring at stars, wishing I had the time. But my kids need food and my girl needs me. Sometimes I dream that I'm finally free So baby, don't play me, I ain't no toy I'm a prisoner here, but 
but I still make noise. And I'm a shout and I'm loud with all my boys. I'm a street kid now, but one day I'll be an island boy. I'm just trying to make it. I'm an island boy. I'm an island boy. I'm an island boy.